Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Ah, ladies, ladies, ladies. As soon as you hear that, you probably think I'm going to yell at you. I know every woman that listens to me regularly just cringed a little bit. And that's not what I'm going to do. I talk a lot about how difficult life is for men, and it's true. The world is generally cold and unforgiving towards men. There's no men's like real support groups. There's no men's domestic abuse hotlines. And there should be. If your woman hits you, you should you should be able to handle that. Let's just put it that let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um I'm sorry, I, I have a real hard time feeling bad for male victims of domestic abuse. And you think I would like think it's the other way around? Like I'd be like mad for these guys? No, you can't. Your woman is beating you up? That's a that's a wake-up call. Like, bro. You <laughs> Anyways, that's not the point of today's episode. The point of today's episode is I kind of want to let the ladies know that I acknowledge how difficult it can be for you sometimes. And a lot of the time. And, um, you know, because when you think about it, you know, women, regardless of feminism, new wave, and all this other stuff, at the end of the at the end of the day, every girl wants to be pretty. Every girl wants to be a princess. Every girl wants to find a prince charming. Every girl wants to be loved and taken care of. And it, you know, I don't know if women don't feel that way. I, I don't know that you're actually in alignment with yourself. I think truly and fundamentally, as a woman, you want to be pretty. You know, you want do want some attention. You do want to be loved. You do want to be appreciated. You do want to look good. You know what I mean? That's why we have makeup and all these crazy surgeries and all this stuff that women do to desperately hold on to, you know, because a lot of women, and you're so much more than your outer appearance, ladies, you know, but a lot of women, they get all of their value and worth from, you know, how they're viewed by men. And I think that's why a lot of women get really, um, either women that aren't necessarily like physically like uh, uh, classically physically attractive I'm trying to think of the word I'm trying to say Um, or women that get older tend to get very bitter towards men if they're not married and I'm not listen I'm not trying to be a jerk at all I'm just keeping it very real with you and I think a lot of that has to do with you were viewed to some degree as a, a beauty object most of your life and when that starts to fade or you never had it in the first place and you watch other girls get attention that's got to be really, really difficult. You know, one thing that men have the advantage of is like a man, if he's not good looking, he can make a bunch of money and he's going to get a bunch of women. You know, a woman with a lot of money isn't going to attract men like a man with a lot of money does. Like I've never been with a group of guys and been like, you know, oh, oh dude, like she's got so much money. Like you should go like I've never heard that in a conversation, at least not amongst alpha males, you know, because the alpha male is never going to want to be out earned. You know what I mean? So it's difficult for women. It's like if you're not pretty, life is to be tough, you know, and girls are really, really mean to each other and like girls are really mean to each other and there's, there's just that inherent competition for mates, you know, and girls are just viscerally nasty to each other and, you know, girl bullying is just, um, it's really harsh <laughs> Like, guys getting bullied, it's like nerds slamming into a locker. Girl getting bullied, it's like, oh, 
she's got saggy boobs and she blah 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 and she looks terrible and they, like they'll cut to your core women women on women crime is brutal so the reason why I'm saying this is uh, I just witnessed something really sad hold on you guys are going to order food with me um, so let's just say I don't want to say where I was because um, I don't want to draw any attention because I love the place that I just was and it's not it doesn't have anything to do with that place but yesterday um, hi there how are you I'm doing all right could I do two orders of hash browns would I like Oh, let's do the Lola's hot sauce. Sorry. Hot sauce? I thought you said spit. Oh, no. I'm like, no, please. No, no. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> and then, no, it's all good. And then a sausage cheddar and buttermilk biscuit, just one of those. Got it. And then three bucks for you. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no spit today. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe, yeah, and tomorrow, maybe. Friday, you know, his, I might be oh, out for it. too good either. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, and I was at this, uh, I was at this uh, place. Let's just say my favorite bagel shop. Okay. I was at my favorite bagel shop today before I came and got hash browns and a breakfast sandwich at another shop. So I was at my favorite bagel shop yesterday, sorry. And there is this new girl being trained. And uh, let G Geneva, please just let me just explain the situation before you get mad at me. This, there, there is this new girl being trained and she was young and she was very pretty and she was, she was dressed pretty provocatively. I went, I, I had a haircut after I'm like, guys, I cannot believe that the management didn't pull this girl aside. <laughs> like, Hey, maybe you should like not wear what you're wearing. Like just no, no bra. I'm not trying to be crude. I'm just telling you like it was, it was just, it was like, I couldn't believe my eyes when I walked in. I'm like, dang, I'm like, dude, this is borderline inappropriate. But anyways, they had this, they had this girl that they were training yesterday. And today, uh, I went into my favorite bagel shop. Uh, and I know the staff there pretty well. Uh, there's, and, uh, you know, they always know my order ahead of time and they have it ready for me. Um, and I went in today and there was another girl there and a guy came up to the counter and he's like, uh, there's like a new girl today. I didn't recognize this one. Um, but she like, you know, looked a little tired. She had his hair, her hair back in a ponytail and, you know, long t-shirt on, was dressed for work. You know what I mean? She was dressed like a normal girl going to work. Ponytail, hair pulled back nice, long t-shirt on, dressed modestly, just there to work. And which I respect. And uh, guy goes up to the counter in front of me. He's like, "Oh, where's the one that was here yesterday?" And you could just see. I think she knew exactly who this guy was talking about. And her face just dropped. And I'm like, I wanted to. I was very close. I didn't know how to chastise him because the mystic, he, he didn't say anything obviously rude, but it was obviously rude. You know what I mean? And uh, I did, I, I did walk up and I'm like, I think she's way friendlier, man. And he's like, oh yeah, she's great. She's great. Don't get me wrong. She's awesome. And he kind of scuttled out of there like a little dirty beetle. Right. And uh, 
you know, you could tell it upset this girl, and she was kind of crude, even though I stood up for her. She kind of crude with me. Not crude. She was a little bit, uh, not crude. Sorry, I had to pause for a second. Uh, but, like, short with me, you know, and her, she, her eyes were down. So I tried talking to her and trying to make her make her laugh, and I left her a big tip. You know, I left her, my order was like 12 bucks. I told her to tip herself $10 on top of the 12 and that kind of got her to perk up a little bit. But I just felt bad because you could tell it hurt her feelings. And I know, ladies, that I talk, like I started this episode saying, I talk a lot about guys. Um, but uh, I know how tough it is for you. Hey, how are you? Thank how you so you? much. I'm doing great. Yeah, you too. Thank you. See ya. Um, I know how tough it is for you. I don't know. I can't relate. Just like you can't relate to men, I can't relate to you. I don't know. If somebody called me ugly, I'd be like, I know. I know I'm weird looking. Thank you. I've got like a weird mullet mohawk thing going on right now. Yeah, I don't care. I'm married with kids, you know. But ladies, like, that's it's a completely different, it's completely different. And the girl wasn't ugly. She was a pretty girl. She just wasn't dressed like she was working the corner shift. You know what I mean? Like... You know, she's probably a little older than that girl yesterday. And I just, you know, I felt bad, man. I felt bad. And uh, I do want to take some time because I know I'm hard. I'm hard on both guys and ladies. But, you know, I've got a lot of anger towards white women right now because they're destroying society. But and not all of them. You know, some of my dear friends and many of you that listen to me are white women. You know, I'm not lumping you all together. I'm just saying when you think about... Who are the environmentalists? Who are the hardcore liberals? Who's mostly vegan? Like, think about all the worst possible personality traits and then look at the demographic that primarily comprises those personality traits. It's white women. So, anyways. I just, uh, I feel, I felt bad. And I just wanted to take some time and let the ladies know, like, listen, you are so much more than your appearance. You are so much more than your appearance like just being a woman is a beautiful thing and that's the problem with this transgenderism stuff is they're trying to you've got these men who think that putting on a dress and getting fake boobs with a wig and makeup is what it means to be a woman a caricature of a woman it's disgusting and it's an insult to real women being a woman is a beautiful beautiful thing being a woman is just so inherently and intrinsically lovely. You know, women are just such gorgeous, just soft, like, I don't mean physically, but there's just like, when a woman is truly feminine, regardless of her appearance, here's a great one. There's this page that I follow called <laughs> Garbage Human, and he usually just posts all kinds of liberal antics. It's a very negative page, generally. But he posted this video yesterday. It was a bigger girl, a very big girl very overweight and she was running a coffee shop and I was like waiting for the punchline and she was just super nice and super friendly and very feminine even though she was like I said she was big I'm just telling you like it was she was probably over 200 230 40 pounds she's probably my size um she was just super lovey and and cheery and jolly it was just beautiful to watch with her clients and her customers and she seemed so excited to do her job and I was waiting for the punchline 
and there wasn't one. It was just a wholesome post. And then I went to his caption. I'm like, please tell me this guy isn't making fun of her. She seems really sweet. And the caption was, he wasn't. He was like, this is this is the kind of girl that you would have found in an old alehouse that would have greeted you with the most jovial smile, you know, like a barmaid behind the bar with the little outfit on. And, you know, she's got those big forearms and she'll need you some bread, you know, and get you some stew and an ale. And I'm like, yes, that's it right there. Being a mother is such an incredible thing. Like, I've never been in... Listen, when I say this, I mean it. I remember listening to guys be like, dude, when your wife gets pregnant, has a baby, her body's going to change, stretch marks, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. She's more beautiful to me now than she ever was before. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) You're just saying that so you don't get stabbed in your sleep. You know what I mean? It's so true. My wife, Geneva, is more beautiful and precious to me now. Literally, physically, I find her more attractive now than I ever have in my life. She's more beautiful beautiful, uh, to me inside and out. She's more precious to me now than she ever... I mean, she was infinitely precious to me before, but now it's like infinitely compounded. It's the most beautiful thing being about watching her be a mother watching her take care of her daughter it's just it's amazing watching her try to be and she is not try watching her be a great wife and supportive while also being a mother amazing super attractive but ladies I'm telling you you're so much more than just your outward appearance and it's Go be a good wife and go be a good mother and that's all the fulfillment you'll ever need. That's all the fulfillment you'll ever need. I I promise you. I promise you. And listen, on on a flip side, this is going to sound a little crude, but if you are not confident with the way that you look, So if you're listening to this and you're like, Mike, well, I do want to be a wife. I do want to be a mother or I am a wife and I am a mother. But looking at myself in the mirror every day, I'm still not happy. Blah, 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 blah. I think that would make me happier. I don't disagree. If you go get super, if you get in, not even super, but if you get in really good physical shape, I promise you. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the words from somebody else because they're not. I don't want to make these my words, okay? Because this isn't exactly how I feel, but this is the only way I could articulate it. So I think it was Andrew Tate, <laughs> great example, right? Here you go. Now I got the ladies really tuned in. But he was saying like, if you're a five and you go work out and you build a nice butt and legs and get a little bit of definition in your core and your arms, like you'll go from a five to a seven or eight. Boom. And it's very true. It's very, very true. If you don't feel good about the way that you look, you can fix it in the gym. It's like a guy. It's just like it's anybody. This isn't exclusive to women. If a dude that's a three, just ugly, (laughs) just kind of not a great face, not great facial features like me. You know what I'm saying? But Geneva sent me a picture of me from 2017 and I literally... I almost scooped my eyes out with a with a butter knife. 
it was it was it was not good. I had like a I had like a like fat under my chin. My forehead looked extra big for some reason. My facial hair was patchy, and I had this soft, crappy little body. Just terrible. Like I don't. Geneva, why did you date me? I look like crap. Dude, if you go in and you get shredded up, man, you go from a three to an eight overnight. You know? But that's not the point today. The point that I'm trying to make is it, you know, it'll help you. I want you to be more confident, but that's not the point. The point is that I'm acknowledging, you know, ladies, it's tough for you out there. You know what I mean? And women are women's worst enemy. You know, it's funny. I'll see these ladies. They'll, they'll post these quotes online. Like these passive aggressive. Like, you're not doing it for anybody else other than yourself. They're going to talk about you. And, like, they might call you names. And they, they, like, make it seem like they're directing it at men. But we all know who tears women down. <laughs> men don't tear women down. Women tear women down. A woman's worst enemy is not a man. It's another woman. Because women are cutthroat. Women are nasty to each other. <laughs> That's why Ada, her and I are going to spend a lot of time in her younger years developing real confidence. Because girls that are truly confident don't eviscerate other girls. You know what I mean? Most girls are really mean because they're struggling with some kind of issue. They're struggling usually with with image issues, right? The meanest girls on the planet are the ones that are the most hurt on the inside. And there's nothing there's nothing more nasty than a woman with a bunch of unhealed trauma. Nothing there's there's women with unhealed trauma absolutely destroy and nuke other women. And they drive their men nuts. Drive their men up the wall. You know what I'm saying? So a woman's worst enemy is not a man. A woman's worst enemy is another woman. So my you know, my thing with Ada, like I just said, this is a key point here, especially dads with daughters. I'm gonna work on making her so confident in her own skin that number one, she'll never be mean to anybody else. She won't feel the need to. She won't feel like she's competing with anybody, right? That's the thing. Women are very hierarchical. Women are extraordinarily hierarchical, right? The women, like it's like my chickens. There's a pecking order. Women establish pecking orders. And when when there's a new one in the flock, when if I were to bring a new chicken in, like when I brought the ducks in, Penelope, who's the, the matriarch, let's call her, went over and physically abused both the ducks and established the pecking order. I had to let it happen. There's nothing I could do to stop it. I can't watch them 24-7, but I'd see duck feathers all over the place. Be like, yeah, Penelope just murked one of the ducks. And, and she doesn't do it anymore. Why? Because the pecking order is established. That's what women do to each other. They're very hierarchical. And I don't want Ada ever to ever be that way, to feel like she needs to compete. And if she feel like, feels like she need to, needs to compete, she's going to recognize that that's not her circle. You know what I mean? So not only is she not going to be mean to others, but she's not going to allow others to be mean to her. I'll tell you that much right now. Ada will know. Ada will know how to handle it. And she's my daughter. Would you think she's not going to be able to handle herself? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm actually kind of afraid of how well she's going to handle herself. I know she's not going to take crap from anybody, you know? But she's not going to be mean because I'm going to work on developing. Like, seeing and having met girls with really bad daddy issues has inspired me to be the best possible father I can be. The father figure in a daughter's, you know, in a woman's life and in a man's life, the father figure is so, so important. Like, the mother's role is just obvious. You know, it's mom. Like, I birthed you. You're literally a part of my flesh. But we see... This is kind of dicey to touch on, but there's a certain portion of society that, you know, demographically speaking, makes up 13% of the population, but commits over 60% of the violent crime. And that portion portion of the population, I think, has like a 70%, uh, like 70% of them don't have dads, or they come from a broken household. You look at the statistics on guys that are in jail, you look at the statistics on guys and girls too. Guys and gals that go to jail. Guys and gals that commit murder and arson and burglary and all these other horrific violent crimes and just do, you know, mental illness and all this other stuff. Like most of the cycle, I don't know many cycle liberals because they kind of avoid me, but the ones I do know, none of them have good dads or no dad. Now I'm not saying that you can't have a dad and be a good person. That's not it at all. It's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you're more predisposed to having some issues. So that has inspired me as a father to be the best possible dad, to be as present and loving and caring for my daughter. Because at the end of the day, she knows she's never going to need, yes, she should have get married and have kids and all that. And someday I'm going to have to give her away as another man, as is my duty biblically as a father. I'm going to have to give her away to another man and put him in charge. That's, that's what marriage is. Marriage is, as a father, giving your daughter away. He, she's no longer yours to claim. Now, don't get me wrong. That guy were to do something to her, I'd, I'd put a bullet between his eyes in a split fraction of a second. A claw end of a hammer through the temple. You know what I'm saying? But uh, she's not going to marry somebody that would abuse her. You know? Because she's going to know from watching me, this is why... I have to be on my best behavior 24-7. Have to. Because she's going to watch me. And by watching me, she's going to know what it means to be a man. A real man. How I treat my wife. How I treat my animals. How I treat her, obviously. How I treat other people. How I treat people in the service industry. How I treat people at church. How I handle myself with my day-to-day tasks. How hard I work. How hard I work out. How I take care of my mind, my body, and my spirit. She is watching all of those things. And I've already been praying. It's going to take a real special guy. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. But she's got me as a dad. She's got Michael Russell as her father. It's going to take somebody real special. Her standards are going to be through the roof, and I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the thing is, she's not going to be sheltered. I'm going to take her, I'm going to take Ada around the country, and if I can, around the world. I want her to be exposed by the time she's 18 years old. I want her to have traveled. 
eat different types of food, didn't see different cultures, met a lot of different types of people. She's going to read all kinds of good books with her father. She's going to... So, like, when some kid tries to show her the world and drugs and alcohol, and she's going to... I'm not going to take my kid around drugs and alcohol, but we're going to have many, many, many conversations. We're going to watch documentaries together about drugs and alcohol. We're going to read books about people who struggle with drugs and alcohol. We're going to we're going to read all this stuff. We're going to read women who are sexually uh, promiscuous and have turned their lives around. We're going to read all that stuff. We're going to watch all that stuff together so she can see, yeah, that's going to feel good in the moment, but this is this is I'm not going to hide my kid from the world. My kid's going to be, yeah, she's going to be homeschooled, but I tell you what right now, she's going to be exposed to things with me holding her hand. With me holding her hand. Because she knows as long as daddy's here, she'll never have to worry about anything. More than anything, what my daughter will know someday, when she hits the world on her own, is that her dad is like Liam Neeson in Taken. That no matter where she goes, and no matter what she does, daddy will be there at the drop of a hat for her. And if you're hurt, there's going to be hellfire, brimstone, and nuclear war coming behind it. And if you just need a shoulder to cry on, I'm that too. And you need a big bear hug, daddy's got you. But she's going to have everything she's ever wanted or needed. People call me a misogynist. People say that I have a disparaging way of speaking of women maybe some of that I don't know maybe I am harsh sometimes but I can tell you right now that the evidence of my life that my business partners that are women my friends that are women my wife obviously whenever somebody needs somebody to talk to whenever somebody needs whenever somebody needs a show of force whenever somebody's in a pit and needs help who do you think they call who do you think they call? It's because I understand women and what they need. I also understand their role. You know what I mean? So, anyways. I kind of went off at the end there giving Ada a little message to listen to someday. But, ladies, I hear you. And I appreciate the women in my life. And you all know who you are that are close to me. And I just want to let you know that anything you ever need from me, I'm here. Did you hear that? My wife's phone just connected to the Bluetooth with some aggressive rap. That's the cue. All right. I love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.